I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth For Youth podcast with Micah Murphy. I have another guest today and it is a friend of mine, Mac Rush, excited about having him on and he's going to be sharing a little bit about his testimony, his story, uh, some of the things that God has done in his life and even kind of things recently. So I'm excited about you guys listening to some of the truth that he has to share so with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, Mac. Tell everyone that's not very familiar with who you are a little bit about Mac Rush. I'm excited to be here, Micah. Thank you for the opportunity. You know, I'm Mac. I'm from Tampa, Florida. I recently uh, just moved. I'm kind of out in the, the Goonies right now um, in a top-secret location doing some <laughs> physical training because, you know, that's basically one of the, my biggest testimonies is you know, my call to athleticism, to obstacles, and not just obstacles that are physical, but obstacles, uh, you know, that everybody deals with, you know, because we're always going to have obstacles. You know, I've fought many, and I hope that you can learn something today from what I'm going to share with you. All right, so Max, so I know you've been on several reality shows. Was uh, Broken Skull Challenge, was that the very first one that you're on? Actually, no, no. The very first uh, show I was on was American Ninja Warrior. That's okay. where that's where the TV shows started oh, nice, for me. Nice. But you know, it was because I already had a passion for obstacles, and I had already a won. I had been a champion in obstacle course races on a smaller scale, and I didn't know how big it could get. You know, yeah. Ninja Warrior is a million dollar grand prize, and of course that will perk your ears up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you got into American Ninja Warrior after you, you kind of, did you kind of stumble into obstacle course racing? How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, first, it all starts off with first love, you know. I thought I was in love with, you know, my girlfriend and ended up, uh, she ended up, you know, breaking my heart. So what happens then? You get called to the Lord and you're like, Lord, I'm, I'm sad. I can't eat. I, <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. I'm broken. I'm heartbroken and I can't even function. So go right into uh, fasting and prayer, reading right away, hardcore, because I had already been a health and fitness lifestyle, kind of a freak, if you'd say. Yeah. Um, so what I was doing is I had researched all this stuff about health and fitness, and it's one of the biggest things I'd never done that takes a really big step is fasting. Yeah. So not only did I fast because of a heartbreak, but I also spiritually fasted, and I also seeked God in the fast, and, and, it, and it brought so much clarity, so much health, and so much direction in my life that actually came to conclude in my mind that, hey, I need to focus on what I'm really good at and not what is not working in my life, not as what is, you know, making me feel depressed or sad or, or cry. I need to focus on, okay, what did you do in school that you were good at? Oh, you always got straight A's in uh, PE. <laughs> so and it was health as well. Anything to do with health and uh, PE, fitness. So I was acing it, man. Yeah. No problem with my eyes closed. Uh, any big book on that, I'm like, all right, I got this. So very confident there. And I was like always at that time wanting to be popular, wanting to do things with the cool kids. Like, hey, hey, will you go with me? Hey, there's this party. Let's go together. And it was just like at that point I was so sad and people could smell it and it repelled them. They were oh. like, I'm not, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going. And then it would just be like, oh, you know what? No one wants to go with me. But at the point of fasting, I became so strong to where I said, you know what? I'm going to go alone. And I actually went alone and enjoyed going alone. It wasn't like, oh, this is going to suck. I'm going alone. I don't yeah. want to do it. Let me just force myself and go. No, I was actually excited to go somewhere alone. And where I ended up going was a two-hour drive away, this amazing journey to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> and it was to a fitness and health expo. I'm like, that's what I'm good at. That's what I'm interested in. I'm going to be mixed around other people with similar interests. I'm going to fit right in because they're going to see that I have the knowledge. I'm not faking who I am right you know so I was being content with who I was in this place of uh, endless possibilities you never know what could happen you never know who you could meet I was looking forward to all that and guess what there was something I did not know was gonna happen 
they were going to have an obstacle course competition there that anybody could enter. At that time, you know, when money's tight, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to find any excuse to say I can't right. get in, nothing. No, anybody could get into this race. And now you had never done an obstacle course at this point. You were just kind of physically fit. You know, you'd been running, strength training, but had never actually done an obstacle course till this expo? Zero obstacle course That's training. That's awesome. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, so you that, do the, so they, they have a competition, you get in, you do it. How did you do? I won the whole thing. <laughs> Two day event, thousands of competitors. And I'm talking, these guys were competitors. I mean, yeah. they were out there for blood. I mean, you know what? I basically was just like, you know, in this strange i would say the holy spirit you know would would just take over and it would be like you know running not grow weary it was like almost effortless but trust me i was not it wasn't effortless in that sense i was committed yeah. i was trying but it, i didn't get wore out i didn't get tired and i didn't get like deterred from it i said you know what this guy's trying to take me out this guy's fast how am i going to beat them and it didn't didn't bother me i said you know what just focus on the task at hand and what's right in front of you in the moment didn't worry about my past any training that i would need never done this in my life didn't worry about the future ended up doing it so fast i got first place and won that's awesome. a good good chunk of money and i brought home a really cool trophy that's awesome so from yeah. that point that kind of catapulted you to american ninja warrior you got interested in that and i guess you did you start training at that point i mean i know you you eventually built something in your backyard to kind of train with. Is that kind of now leading you to American Ninja Warrior? Well, it all goes little by little. You know, it didn't happen overnight. So that's a thing. A lot of people will tell you, man, it looks like I can do that. That looks easy. Yeah. But when you're hanging on your fingertips and, and you, it, you're moving and it looks easy, is actually those times could be the hardest time of your life holding on to those things. And I, I very little uh, trained towards it because I was like so confident in my belief and so confident in my God-given gift because that was my revelation after I'd won that competition. You're I like, said, "This is, God's blessed me in this area." I said, "You know what? I I'm 220 pounds at the time." Yeah. Hey, for those that are just <laughs> listening to this podcast and you've never seen Mac Rush, he is a physical specimen. He is a big muscular dude and when you see him do obstacle courses and american ninja look if you've seen american ninja warrior the majority of those people are about a buck 40 right they're they're little bitty dudes that are just hanging by you know the grip strength mac is like a bodybuilder out there but he is fast as lightning and he is like a cat man you you've got to see this guy on some videos all right so yeah Thanks, you're, you're you're this big dude yeah, Not, doesn't look like everybody else. Big dude and zero training on this stuff. Total confidence in the Lord. I'm just trusting God on this. I'm like, let me just give it my all-out effort here and uh, see what happens and end up coming out on top. I'm like, I've never come out on top on anything <laughs> like this before. It, this is like definitely God. I mean, you can't deny it. Yeah. Not only that, it's like... You could tell this story, and, and people might not even believe it once they see how big you are. They're like, no, no way. You're like a football player. You couldn't do that stuff. Guess what? Well, I go and I did it. <laughs> you know, I did it not only once, but twice on American Ninja Warrior now, and it's led me to do a multitude of other obstacle course-related TV shows. And yeah, do very so well. I, that's where I actually first saw Mac was at a Spartan race then in Miami. And I'll never forget it because he didn't look like the average Spartan racer. I see this big, jacked-up, bodybuilder-looking dude, no shirt on. I'm like, dang, that guy's too big to be doing Spartan races. I didn't think there was any way that he would be as fast because in Spartan races, you have to run a minimum of three miles. You know, it's not these short sprints. And little did I know, later to find out, that he is an elite racer in Spartan. <laughs> like, what? How can a guy that big be so fast and so quick at, at obstacles and so that's where I first learned about Mac and we eventually became friends so he's been on Spartan like a Spartan TV show like yeah. right that they had yeah what was that called Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge okay yeah and you know it's really cool I like to tie God in, in on that one because uh, again it's like something just comes over you and, and you just 
you just feel the Holy Spirit and you just feel like everything's smooth, you know, even though there may be chaos all around you, you've got cameras, you've got other people trying to fight to win, you've got so many obstacles within yourself, you've got so many uh, people saying negative things around you, you've got so many people trying to uh, slow you down and mess up your style, but the coolest part about it is that God can um, help you focus on on what he needs you to do in his time like it's like you're not in total control you you really can trust yeah. god sometimes and or all the time if you know absolutely you have the faith yeah. so i mean i know you have faith i know are you watching have the faith trust god i'm telling you he will take you to new heights he wants to take you to heights he wants you to learn from the experience of winning coming close to winning in the middle and then all the way to failure to the end. Learn from the failures. He's going to take you through all of it. If it has not been your time, he's going to show you because there's always a great life lesson in there. Tell you what, that Spartan team thing taught me to get other people to believe. I had already believed in myself. You know, Um, I've seen it all the time in the Spartan show. There's always one leader. They had a professional for their team leader. They had an ex- uh, leader for their team leader from the military they had all these amazing people that knew they believed in themselves that they could do it but the challenge was does the whole team believe right because it's a team effort yeah. this particular show is not just an individual race you are working as a team to conquer ob- obstacles and then be the fastest yeah so god had uh, had been slowly throughout these this is all taking place over years like 10 years we're talking now now he's evolved me from an individual athlete to now a team leader, in a sense, athlete. And I've learned that leading does not always mean winning. Leading means serving. Mm, leading is... Let's see. Who, what other great yes. leader served others? Hmm, maybe Jesus, right? Yes, yeah, 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 great example. That's right. You know, tending to the needs of the team, tending to the needs of those beneath you, if you so to say. But to be humble is for you to be beneath them. So you always see a champion, the guy or the girl that's the champion, they're very humble. You, you hardly ever see somebody that's a champion that's not humble. I mean, you do And you know where I, I have students ask me this mm-hmm. at times. They feel like in order to be the champion, you can't be humble because they have it mixed up in their mind that humility is a weakness. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Look at Jesus. He, he was a champion, but he humbled himself. And like you're saying, you're leading through humility, you can still be a, an incredible athlete, an incredible leader, an incredible individual, and respect others. And I think that's really a lot of the key of, of humility. It's not like saying, oh, I'm weaker than everybody. It's saying, look, I'm not more special than anybody. I'm trying to help you as well. Maybe God's given me certain abilities, and now I'm going to help you as well get, you know, raise your game. And I think that's what makes a great team leader, someone that's helping other teammates elevate their game yeah one word that comes to mind compassion jesus had that compassion even though he was so exalted he humbled himself so much that he became so exalted and still had compassion on everyone that fell Mm -hmm. short which is all of us because we all fall short to the glory of god and we all fall short of loving perfectly like he does we all fall short of winning the race because Jesus had already won the race for us. That's right. You know, and, and you're going you're gonna to see that in your time. I know you will, like I have. And uh, that, that's how I continue to smile even when I come as a runner-up, even if I come in last place. And I can always look to someone else and say, good job. You know, you rocked it. Amazing. All right, so we're going to come back, by the way. We're going to come back and hit a little bit more about how Mac became a Christian. But I want us to continue this journey to get to where he is, and then we're going to back up and look at how his faith has played a part in this role, which he's already alluded to it a little bit. So you do the Spartan team event. You you actually won, correct? We won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. So that's what I meant. Your team yeah. won. That's awesome. And so from there, what was the next? What was the next thing after that? Oh yeah, so the, the next thing after that was um, I, I didn't I didn't have anything on the on the radar as far as TV shows, so I'm like, all I have is actual real Spartans that I can think of, because they had canceled 
um, the, the sponsor had pulled out of the other one that I was a champion of that I kept winning over and over and over again. Yeah, is that the Broken Skull? No, that was the one that I, when I went to Orlando in the very beginning. Oh, the expo at the one. expo. Yeah, they, yeah. Had, they had stopped. This was a strict sprint short uh, indoor event only, and uh, it was done. It was over. Okay. The Spartan Show was over. Broken Skull was over. Ninja Warrior um, was done. I actually was in Ninja Warrior the week before doing the Spartan show that we won and I had fell in the very first oh. um, uh, like obstacle stage. So now how many years did you do or seasons did you do American Ninja Warrior? Two. Two, okay. Yeah, eight and nine. And then it was a Spartan. So went through that whole process. I'm like, I need to find something. And all I could see is small prizes, bigger obstacles. Okay, how am I going to... I honestly had the hope. I'm like... I can make a living off this. I can survive without a job and just compete and train. So I started mixing myself up with other people that were doing the same thing. But these guys were like me, but in a different realm. We're talking the endurance realm. Right. We're talking Spartans, long distance running. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying about the ninjas, they're all 140 pounds. There are a few anomalies out there. <laughs> Don't fool yourself. Don't judge a book by its cover, guys. There's some people that are bigger than me that can run really fast and long. So it, nothing is impossible with God. I can tell you that. And I was like, you know what? I've, you know, I'm going to get around these people. I'm going to learn from them, and I'm going to be able to survive and make it. And I'm also going to explore an area that I don't feel that is my God-given gift. My God-given gift is the actual obstacles, not... I would say the the distance and the endurance and like the marathoning and the you know the that that high distance skinny mini like type right. type of racing because if you continue to do that you will look and you will you will become what you are doing and I didn't want to lose all those years of hard earned working out to gain my muscle and strength because. <laughs> Again, my dad taught me how to work out as a you know bodybuilder type of guy, so that was in my genetics. You know, it's a part of me, and I just didn't want to throw it all away to be a, a thin little guy. Yeah. Even though that's a, a humble beginning, I was a very little kid, and everyone's like, "You're too little to be in a football," and then God have it, I'm big enough to be yeah. in the NFL if I <laughs> yeah. if I pursued it. <laughs> Maybe that's the next thing on your list. Yeah. So, so then. Um, I, I tried, you know, I, I came in top 10, I've even got a podium, a third place, top five a few times mm -hmm. in Spartan Endurance world, which to me is great, it got the attention of all the greatest endurance athletes in the Spartan community ever, um, they're still my friends to this day, yeah. and um, still they have opportunities, I have opportunities we share with each other, so it's kind of been a, a great blessing, but at the same time, it was also a, a period, you know, it was like, that that I thought was my option, and that period had ended. Mm -hmm. And now with the COVID, it, it's really ended it, yeah. you know. So what was there to do? Um, you know, I just had to keep trying. So I kept trying to the point to where I exhausted all my resources. I changed my entire life to try to pursue it. You know, I moved to the mountains. Uh, I was living with Isaiah Vidal, yeah. you know, training in the mountains, doing things that these other athletes would do in elevation and you know, just just trying their stuff, you know, yeah. instead of listening to my heart and what I was going to do. And I was worried about, oh, man, there's no other big races and blah, blah, blah. But the day came again when God comes through, when you're just like, man, God, I, I, I just got to leave it to your hands, man. I don't know where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do. I'm out of money. I'm out of races. I haven't won anything all year long, an entire year of spending all the money that I had made in the Spartan show traveling to other spartans to try to win and i knew the the prize money wouldn't even pay for if you had won right. it wouldn't even pay for the travel there's not real big it, money it, in just winning the races right right but there was experiences and there's lessons to be learned so what i would say is uh, even as a teenager you know you might be going through a hard time i was going through a hard time way beyond my teenage years and this is you know a couple years ago i was doing this when you're way down there you're being molded, you're being fine-tuned, you're being made for your blessing, you're mm. being made to see see the light because you, you may feel like you're in a dark place and you'll find that light and you'll start going towards it eventually. 
somehow. And it makes you appreciate that light yeah. so much more when you're down there in the darkness and you feel like, man, is light ever going to shine? Is there ever going to be hope or opportunity because you feel just so beat and so worn out? And, and so like Mac was saying, he was kind of at, at a place where he's like, okay, well, this has been my life. You know, I've, I've been a professional athlete, you know, doing these different events. And now one of them has kind of come to an end, so to speak. And, and so, yeah, so you're, you're praying about new opportunities and then... Man, I'll tell you, remember how I was saying how I willfully fasted? Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm going to fast because it's, it's a good thing. Fasting is a great thing. Here's the thing. God calls us to Him, you know? And He can call you to a fast without you even knowing it. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, we're all doing a fast. We're all willfully doing it. Yeah, that's great. We all do that. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute because I don't think fasting gets enough you know, promotion, if that if that's the word to use. But I remember when I first heard about fasting, it was always a spiritual thing. Like, oh, you know, you need to fast when you're praying about a big decision or something. And then it was kind of funny slash interesting. The more I got into health and fitness, all of a sudden fasting became a hot topic for just the benefits strictly of your body that it can benefit from fasting, not even the spiritual. I, I was always like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know about fasting. You know, I don't know if I can do it. You know, maybe I can skip one meal, <laughs> you know, like didn't think I could do a full day. Then I eventually, you know, do day now a couple of days. But the there's both. The, the cool thing is there's both benefits. There's not just the spiritual benefit, but like Mac was saying, he, he was even doing it sometimes for the physical benefit. And I know Mac actually fasts a lot and for those that are out there they're like oh man there's no way i I can fast right because i'm trying to build muscle i'm trying to get strong this man is a massive (laughs) muscular man and he still fasts a lot and his body actually benefits but that's not even the reason he's doing it he's doing it more for the spiritual so now take us through your personal fast like because you can fast you can fast from technology you can fast from just you know, whole foods, you can fast from just sugars. So there's there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to fast. The The goal of fasting is to give up something for the sake of God, to, to use that craving and that attention to pray about something. Mm-hmm. So Mac, when you're fasting, the multiple two, you know, and I know you had different reasons for fasting, but, but take us a little about how, how do you fast and what is your process? Let's start off with right now. It is November 3rd. November 1st, I had written down on my calendar, I'm going to fast this month. And I did the the most basic thing, fasting coffee. This whole month, I I have not had any coffee. It's only been three days. But I challenge you. You guys (laughs) like a challenge. I know you guys like a challenge here. I'm challenging you. No shave November and fast coffee. (laughs) That's that's me right now, this month, as is. I am fasting right now. The reason why I wanted to fast is, is like, God, I need something from you on my plate. I need yeah. to do something in honor of you. It's like I need to be spiritually strong and grounded and, and find that strength, another inner strength that you have. And and fasting had really helped me in the past. And back to the story of God calls us to fast sometimes. Like you, you don't know what you're getting into. If you're going out on a boat, you're losing cell phone service. You fasted your cell phone all day. You didn't realize that. That's true. You know? Oh, we ran out of uh, this and this. All we have is this on the boat today. You, 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 you fasted this. You fasted that. You fasted so many things just by going out on the boat. You didn't even know it. So the thing with me and the big fast, the, the gigantic fast that God had called me to was another TV show, Exathlon. It was like Survivor. Yeah. Imagine being on Survivor. They take everything, and you have to work. So, for in those the fast. that don't, that are not familiar with the show, tell them a little bit about what is that? Sh- what is that show? Yeah, Exathlon. It's a it's a red team and a blue team of ten people each, in a competition that is very psychologically tough and very physically demanding. So what they do is they have a red team and a blue team. One of them staying in a cabin. One of them staying in a mansion. And where is this located? This is in the tropics in the Dominican. It's okay, a very Dominican. tropical, tough climates in the sun. And it's so, a Spanish-based television this show, is a, right? This is a Telemundo. Telemundo. Telemundo right. television show. And uh, 
As you can tell, I don't speak very much Spanish. <laughs> they wanted to spice things up that season. Yeah, <laughs> they, so. they called him the El Gringo and La Machina or La Machina. La Machina. The yeah, machine. Before, Mac I the tell machine. You, before I tell you more about what how what it's about what that show is about, I'm gonna tell you how I got there. You know, so so I I felt, you know what, God, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. Please help me. You know, I'm going back. I'm I'm gonna need to get a job. I'm gonna need to be a normal guy. I'm gonna have to throw away this whole uh, pursuit of showing my gifts and talents that God had given me to the world because there's no more races, there's no more money. There is no hope, it seemed like. Hmm. I didn't win any races, and, and I couldn't find any insight. On my way back to my home, not having any hope of uh, much of a future, because <laughs> I was out of money, <laughs> and I'm alone. So I'm like on my way home, and I'm talking to God, and a phone call comes in, and it's like, this is Exathlon. You know, they had found me because I was on Ninja Warrior. They wanted a sure bet that a gringo on an all-Spanish te television show would withstand their tough conditions, and they chose me. <laughs> so awesome. I was very grateful for that, and I was like, God leading and directing my life, answered a prayer, you know. It's like that phone call came. And it's kind of funny because all of us in the Ninja Warrior always – talk and we all post on our social media got the call i got the call <laughs> i got the call for something really cool really different and i was really excited and up for the challenge again like it didn't matter that it it was a different language barrier it didn't matter what they were paying me because i had nothing so i was like i'm going in this thing pretty blind I, i'm signing a contract now i'm down in miami this is going forward we're going for it don't know what I'm getting into. I'm not even reading this whole contract, you know. <laughs> like they're paying out check, you know, it, initials. It, it sounded pretty good, all what they were talking about, and everyone was very uh, loving and accepting down there. You know, bless everybody in that Spanish Latin world. And still to this day, you guys treat me like with a lot of love and a lot of care. And I'm really thankful for the opportunity. So I get down there, and this opportunity I am pumped for. I'm like, yeah, obstacles, you know, learn how to speak Spanish, <laughs> um, whatever. I'm going to do this. This is going to be fun. And get down there, and our team gets to the cabana because uh, we lost the first the first day, I believe, uh, the, the team. So that determines what team stays in the lap of luxury and what team goes. And it's team contenders versus team famoso, right? Famoso. Famous versus contenders. And, and so, Mac, you're on yep. team famous, which I'm, is the red. I'm on team famous because of my background in Ninja Warrior, um, because of my expertise in obstacles. But immediately the famous people get beat. The famous people <laughs> get beat, except for me and uh, Alex on the famoso team. We both, the LT Gray, we both uh, won both of our races that day. And, uh, but since it's a team and yeah, team it's, event, it's a team event. Team lost you know, and you had to go sleep in the woods, basically. But you know, you you do your part. You know, um, you're only as strong as your weakest link, mm -hmm. and we bonded as a team. And honestly, that cabin is as hard as it can be. No soap, no toothpaste. Mm -hmm. You know, no no shampoos, <laughs> cold water, nasty, uh, bug infested. Uh, I mean, fun. just out exposed to the elements with sweaty nasty beds and uh no laundry room nothing to clean your clothes you know i mean we're talking tropical heat out here without fans yeah. um no mosquito nets nothing so we're all there we're bonding as a team we're bonding as a unit you know we're talking about the day we're learning and again it's a lot harder when you don't know the language so <laughs> i didn't know what i was getting into but uh you know I could really rely on what God had given me, and I could really trust, no matter how hard it was, I could always focus on what I knew that I had that other people didn't have. I had experience in obstacles, and I had confidence there. So they all saw that and ended up being the highest score earner, um, the go-to guy for the secure point, um, basically the leader. Yeah. But as far as vocally, you know, I couldn't uh, vocally lead the team like I did in the Spartan show, you know, like I was 
because of the language barrier. You're right, right, right. But you know, it could always focus like, uh, like on God. You know, mm-hmm. like God has got you in a position for a reason. You know, and as hard as it was, it was also a blessing. So he he put me through a period of time that I had to be fasting exposed to new elements and a new thing that kept me totally out of any old thought patterns and i think that's part of the beauty of fasting is that you're fighting your old self Mm. you're fighting off that self of yours that would normally go get that coffee that would normally go to the fridge and grab that drink that likes the comfort that likes easy that likes the norm and when you take that away, that, that is essential to fast is you're taking away something that you think you need or you're so accustomed to and used to. And so like Mac is saying, uh, Exothon became a fast in the sense that no social media, no communication really with the outside world. I mean, I guess they gave you a phone call here and there uh, yeah. to touch base with maybe your mom and family a little bit, but you, you didn't even have the soap necessarily and all that stuff. So it was a... Yeah. It was Fast, awesome. He fasted the language. <laughs> uh, yeah, even the language. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, it's like God is in so such control, you know, that it, it really helps build that trust with him because at the end of it all, you thank him. You're like, you know, I'm thankful that what I went through, and, you know, that's made me who I am today. It's a, it's a great character... That's what God likes to work on, our character. So. And it turned out to be a great opportunity for yeah. you. I mean, I know even though there was that language barrier, uh, my family and I were trying to watch it and root Mac on, and he would dominate, so it was, that was cool. But I'll, we, go, we didn't understand everything. I was like, I don't understand everything that's going on. But you could see the, his, his sincerity for others and his care and his smile and his happiness that people love that and he became a hit on the show and so many people became big fans of mac because of his personality even though there was that language barrier and so i think that speaks volumes to the way god can use us right even if there's not the language it's our actions right and how we treat others and how we care and how we interact with others and mac was able to do that and they even brought you back at the end of that show you came back for a during the covid uh, you came back for a little mini-series, right? Yeah, yeah, their first time doing a very successful mini-series that is also leading to possibly more opportunity. Yeah, so yeah. there's the talk. I don't know, can we say that there's a, there's maybe a potential for an all-star edition? Correct. Uh, maybe this next year, and so Max hoping to, to get the opportunity to be on an all-star edition, which again, another opportunity, another stage, another platform for him to, to share Christ with others, which now let's circle back around because I wanted to kind of walk us through your kind of career, so to speak, and kind of who you are. And now that people that don't really know you, they kind of have a better idea of who you are. Oh, you know, we did skip out on Broken Skull. And that's the one that I love, man, (laughs) because if you ever saw Broken Skull, that show's not on anymore, but it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I used to be a wrestling fan, so I love Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he is a tough son of a gun. Well, he has his own show called The Broken Skull Challenge. And I remember watching this show, and it is just brutal. It is just guys and well, girls. There's a girl version, too, and there's a guy version. And they're just going head-to-head in some just brutal competition. And, Mac, you were actually on that show, and not only on it. Well, that, that's just something that <laughs> yeah. regular, normal people can say. You look like you'd be made for some kind of show <laughs> like that. And it turns out I was. <laughs> yeah. Ended up getting back on that show uh three times they loved me so much uh, that they invited me back to their all-stars their special team all-stars and i ended up winning their uh series um basically every time i'd make it all the way to the end and it, it was it was really cool man there's a lot of big muscle bound guys yeah. like myself look and that's an impressive show if you've mm-hmm. seen that show and, and to think that he was actually on it not only on it but competed and won that's crazy yeah, and, and what's really cool is like uh, now that I'm involved in this community um, that I believe God has drawn me to, um, these professional amazing athletes that come in all shapes and sizes, they were all aware of and knew of the show. And, and it, it's, it's just something that these people that are looking for a challenge, they, they'll find it. You, if you're looking for a challenge, you're going to find it. You're going to get it, um, especially if you're, you really desire it. And some of these challenges uh, can really break you. I've seen guys, grown men, crying 
I've seen, uh, you know, people almost giving up, it seems like, or uh, letting, letting a, a, a difficult season in their life or a loss uh, totally hinder them and slow them down. But that's, that's a great opportunity for us to come in and, and say, you know what, you, you can get through that and still come out on top in another way. Like Exathlon, um, I did not. I was predicted to win the show. I didn't win the show. But the the biggest victory you can have in life is getting close to Christ. You know, so in those times when when you're really down and you're like, man, I don't know why this happened to me, how it's happened to me, but I don't like it. I don't want to be here. God help me. When you really mean that sincerely in your heart, He comes through, man. Sometimes so suddenly, mm. and it can just change your life. So. There's nothing really to be afraid of because he's going to take care of you and he's going to do it in the, the best fashion possible for you to be uh, strong enough to handle amazing blessings that are coming your way. It's mm. good stuff. Yeah. All right, Max. So let's, let's circle back around. Uh, did you grow up in a, in a Christian family going to church or what was that like you know, as a childhood? I'll tell you this, my, my grandma, who's... My grandma on my mother's side was always uh, like a gift-giving grandma. Every time you see her, she would, here's a gift, you know. Oh, man, love those she, grandparents. I had those just as well. Love them, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, you, you always hear, even when you can just barely learn, you know good from evil. You know bad from wrong yeah. or right from wrong. And you know God and the devil. That's one of the first things that you're taught. And I believe when they told, my grandma would told me, the God is good and the devil's bad. You love God and you don't love the devil. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I'm, from that point on, I'm telling you, my whole life, I've always been on with God, on God's side. And, you know, I'm not perfect, but I know to choose the winning side. Yeah, choose good, so, right? <laughs> I always uh, explore that more because there's there's so much more life out of that uh, one thing. Mm -hmm. That one thing is God, which is everything, which is the well, you know. You go to him for your thirst, your hunger, for everything. All right, so so grandmother kind of helped instill that there there is a God, and that's yeah. the right way. Now, what about your personal journey? At what point were you like, okay, this Jesus dude, I need him. You know, mm -hmm. he is he has died for my sins. I need a personal relationship with him. At what point in your life did did you do that? How the relationship evolved and how I got to know him. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to explain. Great thing to explain because it took me, you know, a, a certain journey, a long journey. First, it was knowing that he exists, yeah. right? But as you read the Bible, it's always going to come to the same ending where it says, if you believe that Lord Jesus Christ is God, come down in his human form, came down to die for our sins to forgive us yeah. and raised back on the third day, you will be saved. Yeah. So that is how you are saved, just Absolutely. by believing, you know, and you can pray that prayer right now out loud and you are saved. Absolutely. You really believe that. And that's what I believe. And But to get to that journey, it all started as a, a child, a very simple, you know, nobody was leading me. I wasn't going to church. I just knew. I just knew. I mm -hmm. knew he was real and I knew that I had to be sorry for being bad. Yeah. So I would always tell my talk in my mind, you know, we have that voice in our head. I'm like, I'm sorry, God, for doing something bad, you know. Right. That was my relationship. For years, I would just say that. I'm just sorry. Yeah. And then a prayer, the prayer life evolved. And I'm telling you, this prayer life was pretty very simple for many years. But it was working for me. You know, I felt that it was working for me. Um, I know God knows it was working for me because that's what he planned for my life. Because that's how it happened. Then I would evolve the prayer, and I, I don't know where I picked it up from, but, you know, you got to pray for your the forgiveness and then the Holy Spirit and accept things. I, I think I got it from the book. I don't know if it was reading the book uh, pieces of it or actual other books where they would mention these right. things of, you know, self-development mm -hmm. and, and basically handling your emotions and your feelings. You, you have to accept where you're at. You have to forgive yourself and others. And you have to, you know, get blessed by God. You know, God, please. You know, He's the all-knowing. He's the all-giving. He gave us everything, so you got to go to Him for everything, like a good father. Sure. He's not going to withhold it from you. He's going to give that to you. And if you have the Holy Spirit, there's no room for any other spirit. There's no. The Holy Spirit scares away all the bad spirits. That's right. That's right. So when you 
accept Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit then comes into your life. And like Mac's saying, like, you know, this is totally way off subject, but kind of going to what Mac is saying, like, I've heard people say, oh, well, what about demon possession or what about evil spirits overcoming you? Like Max saying, if you have the Holy Spirit, so if you're a Christian, you pray to receive Christ, there is, no, there is no evil spirit that's coming in you and overcoming you and demon possessing you when you have the Holy Spirit residing in you. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, so you, you have the Holy Spirit. And somehow he had me praying that prayer for all my childhood years, all my teenage years into my 20s, hmm. that worked because it was such a powerful, simple thing. A lot of people, even in the Bible, it says people are making things complicated, including myself, because now I'm like, I need it. I need you more, Jesus. And I was so desperate for needs and I desires and wants. And I'm like, God will give it all to me. He's going to answer everything. Yeah. So let me go to the Bible and the Word and read it. And then you get hung up on the Old Testament. Right. Oh, it says this, it says that, it says this, it says that. But there's a new covenant. The yeah. day that Jesus died and, ra- and then he was raised back, all of the Old Testament is white. You do not have to yeah. s- try to do all these things that he was having you do back then. Yeah. Hey, which I did a podcast on this, the Old Testament versus the New Testament. So if you want some more clarity on that, be, be sure to go back and find that episode uh, where it explains a little bit more about the old promise that was for a specific group of people like Mac is saying that was for the that was for a specific group of people in a specific time but when Jesus came on the scene that's a new covenant meaning a new agreement a new a new promise and that's what we're currently living in yeah I think I think he 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 knew that we couldn't do it we could we would fall short we would fail and it's true I drove myself crazy trying to do all these things and be sinless and perfect and, and it just it's impossible yeah we are sinners we are we always will be yeah. we're never going to be perfect hey, but that's part of the process you know like max saying like even as he was saying how his prayer life just kind of evolved and developed i mean that's really our goal as humans we we're sinful uh you know we're, we're bad and, and the way mac used the, the terminology as a kid i was bad i was doing bad things it wasn't that he was this evil kid it's just we're bad compared to god we're bad compared to good and perfect so we're messing up we're making mistakes every single day but it's a process it's this process that god has us on and we're continuing to mature and develop like mac was saying his prayer life began to mature and develop and that's what we're constantly doing as believers it's it's so don't get hung up on you're not perfect and, and you're making mistakes because you will make mistakes and we're gonna make mistakes till the day we die but you shouldn't just give up because of that you're we're constantly striving to be more like Jesus and, and striving not to, to sin, but you're going to sin, so that's okay. Uh, I mean, don't just accept it. Obviously, you want to keep moving forward, but know that that's part of the process. Yeah, and his word is a living word. It is still, to this day, more relevant than any word and more powerful, and it will always last forever. And it all starts with let there be light. Uh, and it all starts with the word, mm-hmm. you know, and then it came into existence with the word. What you let in your ear and out your mouth really determines your life and how you create it. Um, you do have a sense of control in a way. I mean, God is ultimately in control, but you got to be careful what you say. You know, you yeah. could hurt someone's feelings. You could also hurt yourself. You know, if you start yeah. saying, uh, I'm losing, yay, you're going to lose, yeah. you know? Say, you know, I'm winning, I'm winning, yeah. I'm winning, you know? Just positive, you know? It started with that word. and. Some of these things and these words, it is very beneficial and still, I think, relevant to read the Word of God and let it get on the table of your heart, and it will save you out of funks. When you're into some kind of funk, you're like, I need a way out. Boom, that word. All right, so here we go, Mac. I'm telling students all the time in my youth group, you know, and even on the podcast, hey, you've got to get in the Word. You've got to read the Bible. So for those students that are out there, they're listening to you say, that it's important for them to read the Word. Some of them are going to say, but I just don't get much out of it, Mac. So what do you tell those that are like struggling to maybe even understand the Bible? Or where should they, is there a spot that you say start here? Or how do you help them to understand? Or what would be some advice that you could give young people that are struggling to actually pick up a Bible and read it every day? Well, now you're a warrior of Christ. You know, you've taken the the next step. Now you... You're interested in Christ. You want to know more about him and stuff. And now you know 
that we're in a battle. We're a battle against good and evil, you know, and uh, imagine you have your armor on. Even Jesus, when he comes back, he's coming back on a horse, you know, he's coming back wearing armor and he's got blood on it. He He's in a battle. He was yeah. in a huge battle. The sword is the word. Mm. That is what you need when the enemy is attacking you. When the enemy is coming after you, you can give that word and, and you can pierce that enemy and, and, and he's done. Right, so just like a soldier wouldn't run off to battle with, without a sword back in the day. In current day, if you want to use modern day, you wouldn't run out there and battle without a gun, right? That's your offensive weapon. So we as believers, like Max saying, the Bible says that the sword of the, um, sword of the Spirit, it's, it's the Word of God, right? You have the Bible, which is the Word. So how are you going to go on offense if you don't know the Word, which comes to mm-hmm. my students and young people, adults listening to the podcast? We all need to be in the Word. We all need to be studying the Word, reading it, even if you've read it before. It, it just jumps off the page, as Mac was saying earlier, how it's the living word and it's still applicable today. Like it, it will hit you in a different way every time you read a passage or a different thing. It's going to just, based on what you're going through in life or what circumstances have happened, it will touch you differently. So it's important to read the Bible. Yeah, and the sword is just one of the great pieces of a warrior. There's also a shield. A warrior usually goes out to battle with his shield. And like even with your grid army, yeah. you know, come back on the shield or that's right. Or right. Well, you know, when there's a warrior that's wounded, he comes back into where a shielded area for what healing? How you heal? Faith, time. You have this faith, and you just believe it. You're wearing. You're protected by faith. Faith is the shield. Mm. So you have the faith that is going to block the fiery darts of the enemy. Which is we're not battling flesh and blood here, guys. We, you don't have an actual sword in your hand and a shield right. on right now. But we do. In the spiritual world, you can't see around us, but there's always these forces. You know, some people may have these demons. You know what I'm talking about. Drug addictions, alcohol addictions, um, pesky neighbors, um, just the bully. You know, there's just things that are just constantly coming your way to basically take away your peace. But God is going to give you peace if you just come to Him and you stand by Him. You have on your faith. You have your sword. It's all in the Word. The Word is living, and it never comes back void. If you say this, if you read this Bible, it's in your heart. You say this thing. Here's an example of somebody speaking such life into existence. Of course, you got God speaking life into existence, but you have the Rock. How many people know who the Rock is? How many times did he say out loud in the middle of the ring to the millions <laughs> and millions of the Rock's fans? And check his Instagram. <laughs> How many millions of fans does he have? He was speaking that into his life. And look at how many years it took to manifest, you know. But that's the power. God is saying there's so much power in your word, but there's even more power in his word. Oh, mm. that's some good truth. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we, we could do a whole other podcast on just the power of our words and mentality and focus. Like Mac was saying, you have to you have, to have those, those words of power of positivity and of encouragement and pushing forward versus you speaking negativity in your life you know part of that is the perspective that we have but then how much more powerful is god's word if our words are that powerful how much more is god's word like max saying man that's that's good stuff all right max so so this is kind of where we are in your faith journey now at what point did you really start kind of I almost want to say it's a catapult because you know we've been friends for a little while, and I, and I saw Good your time. I saw your faith go from you know you're a Christian, professional athlete or whatever, and you were kind of walking with the Lord. You were kind of a Christian, but all of a sudden you went from here to like way up here with your with your knowledge of God, with your love of God, with your uh, passion to share Christ with others. Like, what happened in that journey? Was there a specific? Situation, or was just the evolution of God working in your life? Man, I, I I think I think the big suddenly turnaround points, you know, the testimony type stuff, and I believe like a testimony would be something that only God could have done, you know. And if you remember my whole story, and they had called me because this and that for this opportunity for that opportunity, they had called me like it came, it came knocking. You see, so many times. Back in the Bible, how God, he's repetitive, and he's saying similar stories, similar characters over and over again. 
those who call on the Lord, you'll be answered. And you stay faithful to Him, He's going to come through in His perfect timing. I mean, and then you'll know why. Then you'll know, oh, it had to be that way. Because that's the best way for you. Because like a good father, He cares about you. And I just really had the faith like, man, I, I got to do what God wants me to do in this world. I mean, if I don't do what God wants me to do in this world, I don't feel like I'm seeing my potential. And as an athlete and a health and fitness type of guru, like passionate about, I'm like, man, I want to see what my own body is capable of. That has evolved more into, man, the Bible says physical training is good, but godly training is far better. Mm -hmm. So, man, I want to see the, the kind of, Man, the kind of things that God can do, I mean, just by training godly. I actually wrote that down on my whiteboard. Think godly, train godly, um, you know, giving him the first fruits. It's all, it's all part of uh, his stories that he's telling with all the successful um, kings. We're called to be kings. We're called to be warriors. You know, so I want to emulate that character. I want to know God's heart. God already knows our hearts. I want to know God's heart. Yeah. And then then I want his heart to shine through me. And then I, you know, I want to see my potential. Like God's got me here and he has these big promises for me. He's like, I'm going to give you this, this, this kingdom, this promised land, this amazing ministry and all this wealth. And it's like, well, I don't have all that that I know of right now. Well, maybe I maybe I need to uh, obey and be obedient mm. to what this God guy is saying that never lies, that cannot lie. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, I do believe that God has obviously a big plan and a purpose for us, and sometimes we limit that. We limit that with our human mind because we think, oh, well, I can't achieve that, or oh, there's these too many obstacles, or oh, my family says this, or my friends say this, or my teachers, or my coaches, or whatever, and we let that negative, or we let that block us from from pursuing what God wants for us, which that, that kind of brings us to another transition that I want us to hit, Mac, is you know, you, you've been able to pursue a passion of yours that I would say very few people on this planet really pursue their passion and are able to even make a living at it, I would say that would even be a smaller percentage. And, and that's something that you've been able to do. What, what would you tell young people? Because, you know, we, obviously this podcast is a lot from middle schoolers and high schoolers, but even young adults. What would you tell them about if they have a goal or if they have a passion, how can they do that and, and still, you know, Man, this God's is glory. I, I don't know how, why I think the Holy Spirit has came over me, but man, I, I love this question because the answer is becoming so clear. What what is most kids and, and guys your age in high school, what are they? Rebellious. Rebellious against their parents, rebellious against the rules, rebellious against the teacher, rebellious against the this, that, and all these things, right? Why don't you turn that into being rebellious against the ways of the world? Mm. What is the world telling you to do? Oh, the world's telling you to go do this. Oh, the world's saying you should do that. Well, what is the inside of your heart telling you to do? You know? Yeah. That's deep, right? Ooh, and it's like easy that, because you can use your own... Basically, uh, like social media is using human nature against us. They are tracking what you like to give you more what you like to keep you more glued to your screen. <laughs> you know? So why not use that to your advantage instead of letting it be used to your disadvantage for somebody else's advantage. The way of the world's going to get you killed. And the Bible says the way of the world leads to death. Yeah, it's destruction. You know, it's not, it's not nothing to play with. The devil has dominion over the world. Um, Christ has dominion over the devil. You're with Christ and you have dominion over the devil. So you have to realize your power with Christ. Now that you're a warrior, you have the sword, you have the shield, you beat that guy. You beat that guy easily. Let me back up on one of the things. So obviously, I mean, I love what you said about rebelling against the world. When, you know, teenagers, you have this rebellious heart. You know you do. You like to rebel against your parents and what they say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I don't use that for good and not evil. Re rebel <laughs> against the evil of the world. But, you know, as they're pursuing these dreams and these goals, 
you know, obviously they need to be listening to what God's leading them to do. So if, it, if it's their own goals and desires that you're trying to pursue, you got to make sure they line up with what God wants for you or it's not going to happen. Correct. But when it even does line up with God's word, does that mean it's a... Uh, it's the golden, you know, oh, the golden yeah. I road. I left and a it's, lot to, to yeah. <laughs> and it's an easy yeah, path, right. or is it, or is it difficult? Right, because you been could difficult? rebel against the world in another bad way, yeah. you know. But you know, don't want to take the the path less traveled, meaning right from wrong, meaning good from bad, meaning that path, you know. Being a righteous, honorable man, going back to the Bible, it's like everybody looked up to the king who was fair. Nobody looked up to the king that was treating everybody indifferently and unfairly. Everybody honored and doing what's the most honorable thing to do. In a, in a place where even the world would say, oh, well, it's honorable to go to college. It's honorable for you to do this. No, no, no. There's other honorable things out there. There's other things that are going to... Like following Jesus, I mean, it's following the word. It's gonna bring forth way more fruit than the world can ever um, bring forward. And also honoring your parents because your parents do are doing their best. But there is gonna come a time when you will grow to being a full grown adult, and you have to start making these decisions on your own. And I'm sure by that time you will be. Yeah. And again, just because it may be God's will for you doesn't mean it's going to be a real easy road. And, and you know, Mac, like he was saying, he hasn't really hit on all the points of, of his career, obviously. I mean, this is, you know, a podcast that's limited in our time, but it hasn't been an easy path. It hasn't been just a straight, you know, climb to the top. It's been a lot of difficult times, a lot of no's, a lot of closed doors, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of, a lot of struggle, and he's had to battle, and he's had to fight, and he's had to keep mm-hmm. pursuing his career, and he's had to keep pursuing a, his relationship with Christ. So, young people, I, I hope you realize that it's not always easy. In, in fact, it's not. I can say this with almost confidence: none of you are going to have an easy path to whatever success, whatever career, whatever it is. I know there's some overnight success stories and everything was easy. Those are so, so minute. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. You've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep persevering. And like Max saying, you, you have to stay focused on God and his will for you in order for that to happen. Like when, think about some of the most difficult times that you've gone through, Mac, with, with maybe you felt like a closed door. Maybe take us through what, how was that spiritually? Did you have to get down your knees? I know you talked about fasting a little bit. Was it like, God, are you sure this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Did you ever question yeah, yeah. the call? Absolutely. Did you? Absolutely. I mean, this is right, perfect in topic because you you know in your heart, okay, like uh, uh, this is definitely what I got to do. This is, I mean, I'm going for it. You know, I don't care what the world says. I'm going for it, right? You get a little bit of a success and everybody gives you approval. But when it goes away, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, a musician. You know, they have one hit wonder. And you mm. never hear from them again and never yeah. see them again. But when you know, you know. And you got to continue to fight because it might you might be having that other thing by persevering. So the world told me, ah, oh, you know, it was just your one hit wonder, you mm. know. That's what the world would say. Oh, yeah, you can't make a living off of that. Oh, yeah, that's not enough money to sustain a family. Yeah, there's no future in that. Yeah, there's nobody, uh, yeah, it's not going to work. So you, you, Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Rock, everybody listening has already all dealt with that. And sometimes it's years in the making. Like I said, The Rock was talking about it years ago, and now he has it. You know, also me, like, I would barely get by. I mean, I'm like... God, are you sure? Now I'm like, okay, maybe they're right. Maybe the world's right. I'm not going to make enough money. It's not sustainable. I need to find a normal thing and be a normal worldly person. (laughs) And my face went like that. And I'm like, okay, if that's what you want, God, I'm going to fully commit. As soon as I wanted to fully commit, he stopped it right away. He stopped it. He gave me the phone call. 
if I had my power of it in, in any of it, I would have got a hundred phone calls and I would have took them all already and done all the ones I wanted to do. That would have been the most profitable and what I thought would have worked for me. Right. But I had my faith in God and I knew the calling. Like I know I can, I can say this is good, this is evil, this is a great opportunity, this isn't, this is for me, this isn't for me. Did I seek counsel for those type of things and those types of calls? No, because he already put it in my spirit to call me and convict me and prove to me like this is who you are you know i know who i am in christ you know i know that he's given me something that nobody else has you got to find that thing that you have and you might already find it but then the world tries to say oh you have to capitalize on that you have to make money with it god doesn't say that in the Bible, he doesn't say, Oh, you got to capitalize on that, you got to make no man. He says, I will provide. He yeah. says, God will provide. Follow him in all your ways with all your heart, and whatever you do, do it with all your heart. What do I do when I get the call? I start training, man. I start doing with all my heart. I'm like, I don't know what I'm getting into, but I'm going to do my best. I'm like, I'm throwing bean bags and stuff because I know this thing has some throws in it. And I remember you were at my house, but in the <laughs> night, we were out back trying to throw like little bean bags and balls through like these hoops that we had because that's what we saw in Exothon. We're like, oh, they, we knew you had the running and we knew you had the obstacles, but it's like, what about the little touch stuff with the throwing and the, you know, because they're throwing little rings to knock down stuff or bean bags or balls. And so I remember we were working on that at my house and sure enough, that was one of the probably the most challenging things that you had to face right where those Man, little ones it's more challenging to deal with what people are gonna say about it like oh yeah you think you're gonna make money off of throwing little bags at targets haha <laughs> ended up being the most profitable out of all the tv shows i was on and i knew it because god had always brought me very close to being very profitable i was only 19 seconds away from making six figures on broken skull challenge yeah. you know i came up short I was, uh, you know, very close to winning this, very close to winning that big prize that would have, you know, set me up financially for a very long time. And I knew it was coming because I was getting close, you know. Yeah. I'm like, I got to keep getting a pushing. I don't care what they say, you know. This is God's plan for my life. I love the perseverance, people. And, and we even talked about this in the last couple of podcasts with Trey Burton. And just perseverance, guys. You're, you're not always going to win. Sometimes you're going to come up short. Sometimes it's going to be a matter of seconds between maybe a grand prize and not so grand of a prize, right? So what do you do? Do you give up? Do you say, oh, well, that's it? Or do you keep pushing? You keep training? You keep saying like Max's attitude was, well, I got to be close. I got this close. I, you know, what's in the future? And you keep pushing and you keep pushing, guys. That is what a lot of life is. It's what a lot of our Christian walk is and being a being a Christian, being a follower of Christ is persevering to the end, being able to cross that finish line when, there, when our time is up and we step into eternity, we've persevered in our faith. That's what our goal is so that we can get the ultimate prize, eternal life. Mac, we've talked for a long time, and dude, I'm definitely going to have you back on my podcast. We could talk more in depth about certain topics, but let's leave the audience here with some biblical truth because because that's the name of the podcast right the truth for youth when this world feeds us so many lies and and deceit and, and all sorts of crazy stuff it's hard to believe what is something what is a biblical truth maybe that you either had as a teenager a young individual or maybe something now that you've learned that you want to give to young people that can help them just one of the biggest pieces of advice that you could give young people right now Wow, you know, seek uh, seek your truth. You know, seek uh, what is what is your spirit telling you? Which direction is your spirit leading you? And I know He's going to lead you right to God because that's that's going to be the most profitable thing for your life is that relationship. Uh, not only learning the relationship with God is it's going to help you have relationships with people. People are what help you in life. You can't do anything on your own. We always try to say, I'm going to do it on my own. I see the world being independent. And it, I'm telling you, that's a lie. It's not on your own. Yeah. you got to get that help. You know, Don't be afraid to humble yourself. Ask for help. And don't be afraid to cheer somebody on that is 
totally crushing it and doing amazing because the humble will be exalted. So it's it's uh, always going to be remembered that you were there helping somebody. Maybe when they're up really high, they'll come back to help you because they're on their journey. Don't stop them. You know, let them let them go, and you'll see. You'll you won't be stopped one of these days. You'll yeah. get there. All right, great piece of advice, guys. Listen to that spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit and His leading, not your flesh, because the flesh is going to lead us down a path, like we talked about earlier, of destruction, of death. So listen to the, what is your spirit? What is the Holy Spirit telling you to do? Listen to that. That's, that's Mac's big takeaway, along with, uh, you know, help. Getting help and building relationships with others and yeah. pursuing life to its fullest. Well, good, Mac. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Guys, thanks for listening. You will do me a huge favor. Share the podcast, please, guys. That's how the podcast grows. You have to share it. And if you have not, please leave a review. That will also help others find the podcast. Guys, we love you. We're praying for you. And we'll catch you in the next podcast. Thank you all. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new I speak my mind so free So you could hear the truth Yeah, I know that we are